Welcome to 24 The People, a podcast that harnesses the power of personal stories and meaningful work in 24 minutes. My name is Sofia Sokolovsky, and I spent time this past February traveling through the heart of Honduras with a passionate group of young people motivated to fight injustice through sustainable solutions. I came across people from all walks of life along the way and am bringing their stories to you over the next few weeks, starting with today's guest. For the purpose of this podcast, his identity will remain anonymous. This individual was heavily involved in the drug trafficking industry here in the United States and in Honduras. His life was heading into a downward spiral with nowhere to turn until he heard one voice above the rest. Let me bring you into the scene as I sit with our guest on a bench resting in the midst of bright red and orange brick and vibrant greens from the life growing around us. We're surrounded by trees, two stories tall, which housed the many birds you'll hear throughout the next 24 minutes. I will share my story with you so God's name can be glorified and for people to know that there is a powerful God that can change people's lives. So I was born in Honduras, but I was raised in Houston. My mom left, left me when I was about a year old, and she decided to go to the United States for a better life for all of us. Little by little, she started sending for, for each one of my siblings. We were five here in Honduras, and I made it to the United States whenever I was seven years old. My mom has always been a Christian woman and she used to take us to church all the time. But there comes a time in life where you just decide that you wanna do whatever you wanna do. So I started getting involved, hanging around with the wrong people. Some of my family members were involved in, in drug trafficking and that was the environment that I grew up around. Instead of wanting to go to school, I decided that I wanted to, to drug deal at the same time. It was easy money. It looked like it was a pretty happy life. The power felt pretty well. Before you know it, I, I'm into drug trafficking. I'm into taking a whole bunch of decisions that used to take me in and out of jail. But there is a power that you have, you know? So there's money, you can pay for lawyers, you can uh, bribe people, you can just do so many things in those businesses. You Why, saw a lot of that corruption. And there's a lot of corruption in that too. I did see a lot of corruption too. For example, I there was a case that that I got into where there was a shootout at a house and we got arrested that night. The next day we get a bond and I fought my case. You can call it luck, 
or you can call it power. But my case was dismissed. Even though we were involved in everything that happened. So whenever you are in, in these types of businesses, you meet people that know other people that are more powerful, even in the government, that can help you out. Life kept going. One of my brothers was somebody pretty powerful in the States. Uh, he had his own businesses and everything and was into drug trafficking too and everything. And he never wanted for me to, to work with him. He never wanted for me to get involved. He always wanted the best for me. But I used to look up to him a lot because I didn't have a father figure. He was my father figure. Everything that, that we see our father do, we want to do it. And the Bible talks about that, you know, that we, we should do what we see Jesus do here because Jesus is our father. Mm -hmm. But the same thing happens with evil. And my brother used to tell me, I want for you to become uh, somebody better in life. You should become a lawyer. You know, the business that we are in, we might need lawyers in the future. And, and he wanted for me to follow the right path. But that's not what I wanted because I used to see the women, the cars, the money, the guns, everything. All the temptations. All, all the temptations. My brother with bodyguards and, and all his friends, everybody seemed so happy. And I used to go to the clubs because my brother used to own some clubs in Houston too. And that life, that power is just, you can build things and you can destroy things at the same time. But the style of life that we were living, it was more destroying instead of building. I'll speak for myself. I think that, and I know, that I destroyed a lot of, a lot of people's lives. A lot of mothers cried because of their sons that were involved in drug trafficking, they got in trouble with us. You know, in, in this drug industry, either you respect or you respect. And if you do not respect and you get out of line, there's consequences. Consequences that can take you, that can take your life away. Was there ever a time when you thought to yourself, this is too much, or maybe we've gone too far this time? There was times that we went too far. There was times that uh, you had to show your clients, I would say, the people that will buy drugs from us, the respect needs to be, needs to be shown, that they need to respect. Like for example, your power, the enemy takes over you so much that you don't care about the money. No, you disrespected me, and this is what you get for that. Sounds like dignity, respect, and trust all play a role Yes. in these relationships. And all of this came to a catalyst. Can you talk about that? How this transitioned when you went into prison? Okay. My mom would always talk to us, right? And every time that she would see me, she would grab me. She's like, come over here, and I want to pray for you. 
And I will always tell her, man, you can just pray for me without me even being here. But she's like, no, I need you here. So my mom, she will sit me down and she'll start praying for my feet. She'll start praying for my head. She'll start praying for my heart, for everything. And she will always declare that one day I will serve God. In my mind, I was like, man, this lady is crazy. Because I knew who I was. I knew what I've done. And she would tell me, she would always tell me, God forgives you for everything, for everything. But in my mind, I couldn't, I couldn't picture that God that was so good, you know, so loving, because there was so much hate and anger inside of me. I used to think that the way for you to get respect is hurting somebody. So whenever my mom would pray for me and she would tell me that God will forgive me, I would look at her and tell her, you know what? You don't know what I have done. You don't know the people that I have hurt. I don't think God will forgive me for what I've ever done, for what I've done. And I used to tell my mom, I should be in prison for a very long time because of the things that I've done in life. I've seen people get hurt so much. I used to tell her, why God doesn't do anything about that too. She will always tell me that God had a purpose and that we were under a, we were under a, I don't know if you call it, I would say pact, like whenever, not a, it's not pact, but it's like, whenever you make a deal with God, she made a deal with God that she will serve him and that her family and her will serve the Lord. An agreement? And there was an, like an agreement, but it's something stronger than that. But she used to always tell me that. And in Spanish, it's called pacto. Covenant? Okay. It sounds like a pact, though. A pact. An unbreakable. And, and, yeah, like an unbreakable pact. And she says, you're under that because I have surrendered my life and all of you to God. And God promised me that you will serve him. In my head, you know, it was like there were just words that would come out of my mom's mouth and never thought. You were consumed honestly, by everything yes, else that was going on. Never thought that one day God would come to my life. Before you knew it, my family was facing some pretty big problems. Uh, my brother had got arrested. I got arrested. My brother was uh, fighting a case of a conspiracy of drug trafficking and money laundering. And they arrested me. Uh, they wanted to get me into the, in the conspiracy too, but there really wasn't much proof. So I was able to get released nine months later. But the FBI wanted for me to testify against my brother. And I just couldn't do that. They told me that if I didn't do it, I would get deported. They would take my residentship away from me. And I said, okay, it's fine. I got deported to Honduras. My brother kept fighting his case in the States. The thing is, you have more freedom in Honduras than in the States. So I come to Honduras. I'm still not wanting to serve God. I still want to party hard, and I start getting involved more into drug trafficking in Honduras again. Honduras 
You fight territories hard here. You fight against the gang members and you fight against the other drug dealers. And we got into lots of shootouts, got into lots of problems with, with the other gang members and drug dealers. And I stayed in Honduras for two years. In those two years, everything was problems. The devil tells you or makes it look like you are the happiest person, like you are powerful, you are untouchable. Living life on a pedestal. You're, yeah, you're living life on a pedestal, but really all he's doing is drowning you. There was that happiness when we were at the clubs, when we had the women and we were partying and all of that, and it felt so good and everything seems to be so so normal. But there was nights where I couldn't sleep at all, thinking that people were gonna come and get me because of the problems that I had already with the enemies that, that I had here in Honduras. I'm truly feeling the gravity of the situation that you were in. Do you think that those nights that you weren't sleeping, those were the nights when you started to really realize that the situation you were in was perhaps not the one that you wanted to be in? Oh, I knew that the situation that I was in was not the one that I wanted to be in. I wanted to stop this. We tried to stop it a couple of times. You know, there was nights that I said, you know what, no more. I'm getting out. I'm going to stay away from the, the people that I hang around with. I'm not getting involved in none of this anymore. It's, this is just like an addiction. You want to stop it? and you know it's not good for you, but something just keeps pulling you. So I stay here in Honduras, and one night we go out to drink with some friends, and a shootout breaks out in a bar. One of my friends got in an argument with, with another person and decided to take his gun out and shoot them and kill two people. And the next day, the word is that I ordered these people to get shot. So I have not police officers looking for me. I have these people's family members looking for me. Which is even more dangerous. You know, which is even way more dangerous because, you know, the police officers, at least they're going to come and arrest you. Right. These people want to kill you. Yeah. Seeing that all of this was going on, I decided to go back to the States. I'm supposed to get smuggled in into the States because I don't have legal documents anymore to fly or to make it in there legally. Whenever I'm in Mexico and I'm about to go into the border, I, I pray to God and I tell him, you know what? If you take me back into the States without me getting arrested, because if I was to get arrested by immigration, you know, I was still on a probation that I had whenever I got deported. If, and if they were to, to arrest me, I would do some time in jail. So I started talking to God. And I told him, you know what, if you allow me to go in there, I promise you that I will behave. And I won't get involved in any drug trafficking. Uh, I won't do any more cocaine because I was, I was a cocaine addict. And, and, and I think that that was one of my main problems too. It gives you the adrenaline you need. A lot of adrenaline. A lot of adrenaline, and there was always alcohol, weed, cocaine, 
and so many other drugs that your friends are trying ecstasy and and acid and all of that that you know will get you into into supposedly some fun in your life but all it does is bring you a lot of problems in your life tell me about that last time that you were arrested how did that happen i make it into the states and the first month two months three months everything was going well didn't get involved with the people where we were that i used to hang around with but then i started i started hanging around with them after like four months and started going back to the clubs started drinking a lot started snorting cocaine again bought me another gun whenever i said that i i told god that i wouldn't get back into that life a friend of mine called me and told me that he needed some drugs before i knew it i'm back into my normal life again back into just like that. drug trafficking i'm talking about fast in between one to five months i'm back into my normal life us as human beings we promise god so many things sometimes but we only promise him whenever we know that we are like in desperate need of him whenever he did come through with what we asked him for we forget that we promised him some things we went to a to a club one night while we were in there i got in an argument with some guys over some girls and whenever i stepped out of the club this guy throws a a beer bottle at my car i'm so coked up smoked weed drunk i'm talking about it's about like two o'clock in the morning the first thing that popped in my head was to grab my gun the guy sees that i have the gun and he he throws himself on the floor and tells me not not to shoot him and not to do anything with him so i hit him with the gun when i hit him with the gun i'm talking about that day everything was blanked out i don't remember i was so mad so so angry i don't remember seeing the people that were outside that club i don't re- i don't re- i just remember i blacked out and all i remember hearing was freeze police and that day i get arrested i get taken to jail we start a process in jail fighting my case again i beat my case with the state mm-hmm. when i'm thinking that i'm getting released the fbi picks up my case they're going to fight against me now. At this point, his case was now being tried at the federal level. Meanwhile, in prison, I became the boss of the Central Americans in the federal facilities. There's different gangs. The whites, the Chinese, the blacks, the Mexicans, and Central Americans. The reason why these gangs are in there is to protect each other, to help each other out. Some do it for good and some do it for bad, you know, like for example, other people, Central Americans come into jail, you know, you you give them a hand. In jail in the states, uh, they provide most of the things, but there's other things that they don't provide and we help each other out in jail. So I became the boss of the Central Americans in prison. 
about a year after I'm in jail, God speaks to me. This is where faith truly comes into play. I wake up one night crying, but I'm talking about crying, crying like a baby. And I remember that I, I was hearing a voice that said, I'm the one that's calling you. I'm the one that's calling you. And the more that I will cry, the better that I will feel. And I had never experienced something like that. I've never been a person that, that cried. I used to think that when you cry, it was like a sign of weakness. Right. And I keep hearing this voice. I'm the one that's calling you. I'm the one that's calling you. And that day, I realized that it was God calling me. And there was people that used to, there's people that would come in prison and preach to you. There's pastors, missionaries and everything. And I never wanted to listen to them. I never wanted to go to church. I used to say that Christian people were hypocrites, that that is not, that is not what I want to do. You know, I'd rather just stay the way that I am. God is never going to forgive me. And I was always so negative, spiritual-wise, until that day. The next day, I remember I woke up, went to a church service, accepted Jesus in my heart, and one of my prayers always to God was, God, I'm in this place right now. I do not want for you to get me out of this place if I'm going to go back to become the person that I used to be. And it was like, God used to give me so much peace in jail. My days would go by so fast. And I would wake up, go work out, go to my Bible studies. Everything felt like it was going so smooth. And the reason why was because we had, I had God's peace. The Bible talks about God's peace. He says that the peace that God gives to us is not the same peace that we will get in the world. This peace overcomes everything. And one day we went to court. And before it was my turn to go into the court, I told the Lord, you know what? If you're ready for me to, to get out of here, here I am. If not, I'll still keep going with the process. So I went into court. Um, the judge asked me some questions. I talked to her a little bit about my faith and everything. And then she said, you know what? I think that you have been here. You have done enough time. Time served for your case. And I was released. INS came uh, to talk to me and they told me if I wanted to fight my case. And my answer to immigration was that wherever I would go, it could be Honduras, it can be Africa, it can be China. God was going to be with me and God was going to bless me wherever I would go. And I was ready to go to Honduras and that I knew that God had a huge purpose for me here. And ever since I made it to Honduras, I've been serving the Lord. I work for a nonprofit organization that blesses so many people. It's a Christian nonprofit organization. And I think that everything that I went through was just to prepare me to do what I'm doing now. I'm serving the Lord. I love him with all of my heart. And I know that the best is to come.
You are an unbelievably valued member of your community and you're loved so much by them. Thank you. You're welcome. Subscribe, rate, and review 24 The People on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at the number 24 The People. And be sure to keep an ear out for more stories coming to you from Honduras. My name is Sofia Sokolovsky, and until next time. <laughs>